Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. What motivates people to buy? Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, the CEO of Success Champion Networking and author of Fuck to Focus. This is Growth Mode, a podcast all about growing and scaling your business. Hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales automation tactician and genius. And in this episode, we're going to talk specifically about what actually motivates people to buy your stuff. So this past weekend... I did something really, really, really crazy with my freaking brother. Um, on the side, I have blacksmithing as a hobby, and my dad and brother have both have been working with you know uh, wood, building different things. And recently, we got into this whole thing of building these wooden cups. Um, dad does all the turning of these wooden cups out of you know different logs and different species of wood. Um, I, you know, blacksmith and hand forge all the handles for them. And my brother does all the finishing work, the sanding, you know, the, the epoxy and all the food grade stuff. And we were set up to head out to Weatherford, Texas to do the first Monday trade days out there. And neither one of us had ever worked a show like this where we were selling something that we created ourselves. And I knew just from past books I've read uh, and stories I've heard that if we were going to make this successful, then we were going to have to get a little fucking nuts. So what did we do? Both my brother and I dressed up like fucking pirates. We hung uh, pirate flags and Marine Corps flags above our easy up and we played sea shanties. And for the most part, my brother worked a booth while I went out in the middle of the fucking crowd holding one of our mugs and yelling, uh, come this way, you'll get mugged. Um, I was also yelling, um, always trust a pirate and walk down this path. Um, and, you know, when people bought mugs and walked by me, I'd yell, hey, they get, they're getting mugged. Um, and we just had fucking fun, you know, drawing all the people to the booth. But for me, it really solidified why people buy something. And it's, it's the whole idea that people truly buy based on emotions. When you go to a trade show, you go to a you know country fair type thing like that, you're going to spend money. 
you know, you take extra money to buy the crazy ass food dishes. You take, you know, extra money to buy whatever trinkets and crap you're going to find out there. And for us, we knew if we could get them attention while they're emotionally charged to buy, that we'll get them to, to buy our stuff. And, and it worked. I mean, we almost completely sold out of our mugs. Um, we had four, you know, custom tables ordered at the event because we allowed people to completely geek out with us. The number of people that came up and got pictures with us um, and just had fun. The the kids that were so excited to see a pirate. Um, I got called fucking Johnny Depp several times in which I just told people <laughs> I'm way better looking than Johnny. And of course they laughed and, you know, people were coming by and saying, you know, you look hot. And I'm like, you know, you're not bad looking yourself. And, you know, we just had fucking fun with it and really created an environment where people were having fun with us. And man, I truly believe that, that if you can allow people to geek out and emotionally get in charge with your stuff, they're going to make good decisions and buy, especially if they know it's a good product or service, it's going to bring them a ton of value. I think a big part of that is that they felt comfortable. Agreed. You know, Agreed. You, you, you weren't, you weren't doing the normal booth sales, trade shows, state fair, Ren fair process where they're just trying to get you to buy. Yeah. And it's all about, give me your money, get this thing. Oh, you don't like that. What about this? And trying to give them options. So they say yes, or they walk away. You're actually giving them an experience, making them feel comfortable and, and enjoying their time at the event. And that, that ties into that emotional piece. And I, I think you see that in B2B sales too, where the salesperson will be so focused on either checking the box to uh, to move the sale forward or actually getting the yes for the sale that they make the buyer feel uncomfortable. And yeah. it literally stalls the entire process. Yeah, I know early in the game for me in sales in general, um, I didn't understand the connecting with the clients. Uh, I, you know, I was so focused on I've got to get the deal done that everything about the conversation was focused on selling, right? There was no get to know you. There was no, it was go in, pitch a product, pitch our service and, hopeful that they would say yes because i was armed with my arsenal of overcoming objections and you know uh, the greaseball way of selling anything and it took me some time to understand what kevin just said which is you know they need to enjoy the fucking conversation you know it needs to be a fun of experience and it's it's beyond what happens in the moment with this thing it's about truly connecting with an individual that you know is gonna buy you and then get what you do which i think is the key to all of this and i think you're right man we we had so much fun getting them to laugh and joke i mean my bro i'm loud but my oldest brother's 10 times louder <laughs> than i am and that motherfucker just doesn't care and will say some of the stupidest shit in the name of getting people to laugh and and uh you could hear him halfway across the fucking fairgrounds out there and you know but when people are laughing and they're actually having a genuine good time sometimes they're gonna buy things just because they like the moment they're in 
And I mean, it doesn't mean you can put out crappy stuff and just create a cool environment and they're going to buy. It's it's about, I mean, because our mugs are pretty badass. I mean, we, we put a lot of time and effort in each one of these and building these mugs out. And um, uh, by the way, if you go to Topps Wooden Creation on Facebook page, you'll be able to see all of Scott's stuff and all the all the mugs and everything we're doing. But there you go, Scott. Shameless plug on the podcast for you. But um, you yeah, know. now we're going to start charging him for sponsorship. Right. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. We, we should totally do that. But, you know, the the whole idea is about genuine connecting with people. But but you you create this atmosphere where people don't feel like they're being sold to. And I truly believe that the best sales calls or when people say things along the lines of, I'm not 100% sure what we're buying here, but I'm excited to get started with you. <laughs> you know, um, and once again, it's not about taking advantage of anybody. It's about creating the, the environment where they understand that you got it. You're the guy, you're the gal that's going to be able to get them where they want to go. Yeah, it's, you know, it's uh, that making them feel comfortable is really allowing them to talk. And it's a, it's helping them feel like they're actually being heard. We've all sat through sales calls where the salesperson asks you a question, you give them the answer. And then later in the meeting, they're saying things like, did you even pay attention to what I said earlier? Because what you're saying now doesn't even remotely match up to what we talked about 10 minutes ago. And it's like the, they're asking the questions just to check the box. Yep. So I asked all these things and I got an answer that I needed. So now I can move on. Whereas the best salespeople are the ones who are letting that person talk and share information. And, and they're using that as the opportunity to learn. And then that is everything that the person said is now the basis for everything that the salesperson says later in the call. And now you've had a real conversation and that person feels like, oh my God, the salesperson actually listened to me. Right. Wow. And, and it's, it, it's really sad that that's what our industry is like now, where there are a ton of salespeople out there that are not doing that. And those of us that do are being singled out. It's like, wow, you, this is not how a sales call normally goes. I'm like, why, why, why not? Right. Why is it not how it normally goes? Well, and I think of a lot of people were honest with themselves and were to honestly ask themselves this question, would you buy from you? Would you buy from you and how you sell your shit? And I think if a lot of people were honest, they wouldn't buy from themselves because they wouldn't want to sit through the boring ass sales presentation. They wouldn't want to sit through the stupid questions and yet they're turning around and doing it to everybody else that they're talking to because they think, you know, I've got to get these questions in so I'm, I'm ready with my right answers or I'm trying to get to a point where like, OK, now I make the move to close the deal out when, when you know, all of that stuff is just dumb. Go have these cool conversations with people. I mean, people love to buy. They truly. I mean, go think about all the stupid shit you have in your house. You've bought a lot of stupid shit over the years, um, you know, and and you've loved to buy it. You just don't want to be sold to. And, you know, I, even going back to, you know, this past weekend with my brother and I, the number of people that avoided the pirates, you know, you could see them walking down the road towards me 
And then they would see me and they would literally go to the other side of the street um, because they felt like it was a sales maneuver or something out there. And, you know, people have their guards up around salespeople. And oftentimes if I saw it, I'd just call it out. I'm like, don't worry, I don't trust a pirate either. You know, and I would just have fun with them, you know, across the road. But but people are so guarded against a sales call because they've dealt with so many sales shit, shitty salespeople. They're guarded against, you know, saying too much because then that salesperson is going to have leverage on them. And if you will just change the dynamic of the whole conversation to where it's a natural flow and you're really having a genuine conversation and not worried about the outcome, you'll be blown away by how many more people actually buy from you. Yeah, that that used to be me. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be the one who asked the questions to manipulate the, the, the client because I'd ask the questions so that I could get the answer I needed so that I would have the leverage later during the close to be able to say, well, you know, you said this, and now you're saying this, you know, which is it? And it it was just not a good, it wasn't a good tactic for me. And it, for sure, for my clients, it make them feel like I was actually in it for their best interest. Uh, it was really when I figured out the whole, hey, how do we have this conversation? You tell me all your stuff, and then I give you this really cool solution that, that uh, achieves your end state, doesn't just band-aid the problem. Uh, and we can talk about how that works. Then it became this really cool sales process. And we got rid of all those really horrible closing lines and follow-up emails that was literally, it's like, hey, when are you giving me your money? You know, if, if we, you know, Hollywood speak and read between the lines, that's literally what all those follow-up emails say. Hey, are you ready to give me money yet? Yeah. I love it because it's it's about that genuine conversation where they're asking you real questions about your service, real questions about your product, but they're asking it in ways of application. You know, they're asking, okay, how would we do X or how would we do this? How does it work here? Um, you know, now they're starting to get curious, but what a lot of people do is they get a question asked and then they instantly go into the sales mode. Okay, now they're made the move. Now it's time to go all in and let's get the deal done. When it's still just a damn conversation. I think that almost every sales conversation you have should end with them asking to come do business with you versus the other way around. Um, you know, it's it's you know things like, hey, Kevin, when can we just get this whole thing started? Or um, how do I sign up for this? You know. They're telling you versus you having to go get it. And it's because of you've given them enough knowledge, the details and the things they need to be able to make a logical decision. Because truth be told, everybody buys on emotions. We just justified intellectually. You know, we're like, ooh, that's cool. I'd love to have that. And then all of a sudden you start going through your brain housing group of, um, do I really have the money for that? You know, do I need that? Am I going to use that? You know, and that's why a lot of people end up talking themselves out of doing business with you. But if you teach, you give them enough knowledge to where you can also handle the logic side of that argument and you know all the answers going into it because you've discussed them as two mature fucking adults during a conversation, you're going to be blown away by how often people are like, you know what? 
that's X amount of dollars a month, or that's going to cost me X amount of dollars. Let's do it. Let's get started. Let's, let's just roll. Yeah. My favorite sales calls have, have been always been the ones where we get towards the end and the, the prospect or client says, all right, this, this, this meeting didn't go anywhere near yeah. how I thought it was going to go. I'm like, you gave so much more than just talking about automation. I have so much more to think about now. And it's, you know, it's, it's because you're pouring into the client and you're helping them talk through their problems and how they can fix them with a, oh, by the way, here's how my service is going to help you facilitate that, by the way. But it's giving them actual things that they can do yeah. and things to think about away from what you do that can actually improve their process more. You know, some salespeople are so focused on here's our thing. And they won't have any, they're incapable of having conversations about how that thing interacts with anything else in the business. Yeah. I and agree. how other things in the <laughs> business impact their thing. It's like, well, this is what we do. Well, no, I, I want to talk about how it could help with this too. Well, that, that's how we do. Well, it could, it could do that. Why, why are you so against expanding your horizons on what your product can do? And <laughs> right. it's, you know, and, and those are usually the people that I don't have second meetings with my product can only do these things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, we've all been on the bad at back end of a bad sales call where somebody is just trying to sell us their crap and you can tell that's all they want to do. It's just sell their crap. And our guard goes up instantly. Um, I mean, Elizabeth hates being around me on a sales call when somebody's trying to sell me something because I'll just call them on it. I'm like, dude, if you'd quit trying to fucking sell me so hard, we might have a real conversation. Cause I'm actually genuinely interested in your shit, but you won't turn off sales guy mode so much that I'm probably not going to buy a thing. So can we have a real fucking conversation or are you going to continue down this path? And it drives Elizabeth bonkers. Um, I mean, I've been, Kevin and I both have been in this game for so many years that you know, we know all those supposed sales moves and the jockeying and everything else. And, and you know, if you won't come in and have a real conversation, you know, and bond a little bit with us, then, you know, you're not going to get very far in our world. And you want to know a pretty tough sale? Try and sell Kevin and I on something. Because I promise you, we got the private messages going behind the scenes talking about you. Um, and if you're really bad, we're we're really having a fun time talking about you while you're trying to pitch us. Um, you know, but, you know, I'll, we've done business with a ton of people that have sold to us as fucking human beings and not as a sales guy. Yeah, that that that, that human being thing is really key. And I've, I've done it before where I've called out the sales guy on, so you're about to do this. Right. Yeah. And they're like, what? And I was like, well, you, you're, you just did these things. So that means you're probably going to do this next. And they're like, well, how'd you know? It's like, well, because you're telegraphing your sales moves and anyone who's been in sales knows exactly what you're going to use for your next te oh, tactic. Dude, <laughs> I, I had a friend, she went, um, it was, it was, she was in between careers and she finally got a job selling these water softeners, right. Um, for your house. And I said, of course you can come in. She was a friend for many years. I'm like, come on over. Um, and I'll let you, you know, go through your whole sales pitch with me and everything and, you know, let you practice. And she was just stoic that, you know, excited that, that she could do that. 
And she came over and she's going through a whole thing. I had my notepad out and I was just writing down the different maneuvers that she was doing. And then when she got to the end, she literally told everything, told the pricing, looked me dead in the eye, put the paper, pen down on the paper and just stared at me. I'm like, oh, the silent clothes. That's a really good one. And she goes, wait, you know that? I'm like, honey, I've been selling my entire fucking life. Um, you know, and first first person that speaks loses. loses. Right, right, right. I'm like, would you stop all that stupid shit? I said, you got a cool product, right? You've got a lot of cool things going on here. But I'm like, here's where you did the takeaway clothes. Here's where you did. The, and I just kind of laid out their, their whole bullshit sales process all the way. And I'm like, Nikki, you know me. How would you sell me this fucking thing? She goes, honestly, I just look at you and say, dude, you ever thought about needing a fucking water softener in your house? And I'm like, no. Why would I need one? And you'd probably tell me fucking because it'll do X, Y, and Z. Cool. What's it cost? Blah, blah, blah. All right, let's do that. And she's like, that won't work. And sure as shit, she went out and did my style, threw their fucking shit away, and she sold a shit ton. She just decided she didn't like sales. And so she got out of it altogether, but... You know, it's it's really about going in and selling the people the way they want to be sold, not trying to peddle your shit at them. And when you understand that everybody, you know, has a buying style and a way they want to buy things, you can position things like if you sell Kevin without me in the room. Right. He's going to want more details and he's going to want more technical aspects of it. Right. Um, if you sell with me without Kevin in the room, you know, you better fucking connect. You know, we better hit on some sort of emotional level. That's why it's so hard to sell the to us. You know, uh, <laughs> you're you know. going to piss one of the two off for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kevin and I have, have had people call on us and I, the, the one promotional product guy was fucking hilarious, man. Because he just came in trying to wow us with his years in the fucking industries and his time. And, his, and I was like, Jesus Christ. And I finally said, all right, dude, let's just agree this is not really going to go anywhere. And he, you could tell he was, you know, a little, I'm like, I don't need to know your background, your story. I don't need to know all that shit, right? Walk me through. I need somebody that's going to be a partner in the business, not somebody who's going to peddle their fucking catalog at me. You know, and I think for a lot of people, it's truly understanding the person they're sitting across from and how they want to be sold. I think for uh, some of the industries, it's it's that's just become standard because they've become so commoditized. Yeah. And they've gotten to the point where it's I I can save you two pennies for each pen you order from me with your logo on it. And then, all right, sweet. I'm in. What do we have to do? And there's no looking at, hey, how do I get you to buy higher end stuff that you wouldn't buy from other people because I built you the relationship? You know, as and you brought up the promotional items thing. That's that's huge for us. We're trying to find someone that is going to be able to come to us and say, hey, you know, we're going to get so many. Oh yeah. Now. <laughs> but Thanks for that this. would be like, hey, yeah, sorry. Um, but you know, we're looking, trying to find that person that partners with us that says, hey, we just had this cool thing out that fit your brand perfectly, and it's really freaking cool. And here's why, as opposed to well, if the common question we get is, so, so what kind of things do you want? I don't we fucking don't know. know. <laughs> That's your goddamn job. 
I am past the time of what of enjoying looking at an actual catalog of uh, promotional items. It used to be fun for me. Not so much anymore because I, I don't care. I, I want stuff that's cool. It's going to make us stand out. Uh, but no one c- takes that approach. And every time we get off one of these calls, Donnie, you're like, oh, my God, when are we going to find someone who can actually do what we want them to do and understands why that's important to us? Yep. Yep. It's, it blows me away. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people are in a commoditized marketplace and have allowed themselves to become commoditized. And I don't care what you sell. You know, there's going to be people that just are looking for prices, the bottom dollar, right? That's all they give a shit about. You know, and truthfully, you know, you can look right at those people and if they're just going to start out the gate with give me the lowest price type things, fucking unless they're doing millions and millions and millions of dollars, you know, you can play in that game for a little while. But at some point, if you can't grab the relationship on that, you're just going to be commoditized into the fucking ground. And even when I sold commercial printing, which is a completely commoditized fucking marketplace. I mean, everybody's got the same equipment, same paper, same ink and everything else. You know, my largest accounts would would call me up, you know, to ask how to do different jobs and everything and position them right, you know, and would take the pricing that we gave them because they knew what they were getting on the back end. But, you know, this is why you got to go build relationships and make good things happen. So, um, I think for a lot of this guys is spend time getting to know the fucking people you're selling to get, figure out how do they actually buy stuff? Understand that people buy on emotions, focus more on the overall experience for them. And if you need to put on a fucking pirate costume, it worked for me. So as always guys, you know, if you got any tips or values or anything out of this episode, freaking please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, share this episode out or this podcast out with somebody. And, you know, as always, love you, mean it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.